Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about email security today. I'm talking with Matt Spear of M&T Bank. Matt, thanks so much for joining me to talk about this. Oh, very glad to do so. Thanks for asking me, Tom. Now, this is a conversation that's come up before. Email is just ubiquitous in the workplace today. What are the key concerns for a banking institution when you're talking about securing that communication? Well, you're absolutely right in that everyone seems to use email. Uh, it is much more popular than actually picking up the phone and speaking with someone. And because of that, uh, it has become a you know accepted behavior for our employees to document everything in email, as well as you know share with outside entities things that you know if they really sat back and thought about it, they would never email out. Um, you know customer non-public personal information, proprietary information about, you know, business practices in your uh, organization. And because of that, I think it's so important that, it, that um, you know, financial institution, you know, one, drive up the awareness on what is appropriate to be emailed around, and then layer in policy and controls around how do you protect the employees that are because of their business process have to or inadvertently send out emails that has uh, information that you would not want to become public, um, you know, whether that's the non-public personal information or others, have those automated controls to be able to encrypt and protect those. So as you say, there's so much email going around to employees, to management, to customers, to partners. How do you begin to approach email security at a banking institution? Um, for, first and foremost, I, I think you have to start at that uh, a risk analysis of what is important to your institution. Certainly, you know, you just go to the regulations themselves and what the FFIEC, you know, describes as non-public personal information. That's key. First and foremost, if you uh, have, you know, customer um, non-public personal information being emailed around in your environment, you need to put some controls around that. Uh, and then once you kind of striate or classify the data that's important to your organization and that you want to protect, then put the policy in place uh, and start that customer or that uh, employee education process, but then more importantly is take it to the next step of control and enforcement. Well, it sounds like that must require a lot of monitoring of communication that's going on then. Well, certainly I think that there's, uh, well, the, the monitoring itself is, you know, something that can be done in a larger organization. It's really not feasible. But there are plenty of solutions out there that actually automate the process so that anytime an email is sent that, you know, is going to be exiting your environment and it has certain key data elements, something that looks like a credit card number, as an example, that it will automatically encrypt that email as it's leaving your environment and reducing your exposure to that falling into the wrong hands. That makes sense. What are some of the kind of gotchas you have to look for when it comes to email security? Well, the interoperability is the biggest gotcha out there. I think that over the years that you've seen, you know, a lot of vendors come up with point security products that, you know, that require the sharing of public and private keys. And then as we've moved up through uh, kind of this TLS type of architecture uh, that they don't interoperate very well. And so in 
you know, the, uh, the financial institution that's looking at putting this kind of technology in place has really got to look at it from the big picture. Let's start at the end user experience in that when a recipient outside my bank receives this email and it's encrypted, what are the steps that they have to take to get to it versus is it a separate automated email that comes to them that provides them some level of password that will allow them to open up the original encrypted email. And so, you know, really think about what's the end user impact overall, and then you can back into, uh, you know, a very highly secure and automated solution for being able to, um, being able to automatically encrypt those emails that go out. And the number two gotcha overall is be very careful as you're setting up those rules that you're not inadvertently encrypting data elements that you don't want to encrypt. Uh, and there's uh, plenty of ways to get yourselves into false positives where you're encrypting uh, a lot of email that doesn't need to be doing it because, as an example, it has something in a tagline or it says proprietary somewhere in the, you know, the privacy addendum that you might have attached to your emails. Now, no coincidence I'm talking about this with you today. You've got a webinar upcoming on this topic. What are some of the key issues that you're going to tackle in that webinar? Well, uh, I think, you know, the, the way that I lay it out is, okay, let's talk about why. Why would an institution even consider doing this? And what are, you know, the, the, the legal and regulatory implications of not doing it? And then once we can do a basic level of education on that, and I think it builds the case that you have to do it, is, you know, what, what are the kind of, what's the framework you need to put in place? What's a reasonable process to go through and be able to classify what you would want to encrypt? And then what are some of the solutions that, that are out there? I think a lot of folks, uh, you know, if they are dependent upon, um, you know, vendors uh, to give them presentations, that they might miss the fact that there are services that are available where uh, that are incredibly cost-effective where really you don't have to manage it uh, and someone else does that for you. Uh, versus bringing in all kinds of appliances uh, and skill sets within your environment. It really depends on where you are on the IT maturity scale. So a piece of advice for institutions that are looking to improve their email security now, maybe give us a hint from what you're going to be talking about. Where should they start? Well, certainly, uh, I think you have to start with the realization that uh, despite what you've told your employees over you know, the last 10 years, that they are emailing out, in, you know, they're e emailing out sensitive data, whether it's customer information or, you know, uh, proprietary information for your organization. They're doing it. Uh, you just haven't seen it yet. And so putting in an email encryption program is absolutely essential, especially given, you know, the regulatory guidelines uh, and the um, notification rule uh, that's in place under our federal regulators that uh, the last thing you want to do is lose control of customer information and then have to start the process of doing a breach notification because again you know banking is a trust relationship and boy there's nothing worse than having to tell customers that uh, you lost control of their sensitive financial information because chances are they're going to go someplace else and you're never going to get a chance to service them again. You've had to make those those communications before, haven't you? 
yeah, unfortunately, I think everyone in the industry has mm-hmm. at some point, and uh, you know, uh, it, it is a very emotional event for customers, and I guess you know, rightfully so. Absolutely. Well, Matt, thanks so much for your time and your insight today. Thanks very much, Tom. I appreciate it. We've been talking with Matt Spear with MNT Bank. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.